Hello and welcome to Growing Through Dance, the podcast for dancers, parents of dancers, would-be dancers, in fact for anyone with an interest in moving and fitness. The podcast aims to explore how dance interacts with life. In today's episode, I'm very excited to be talking to Sue Wybrow, who found dance as an adult. This changed her working life. Currently, she is the founder and CEO of Pop Dance UK. Her great story is full of interest and some shared nuggets of inspiration, really highlighting the inclusion of dance. Welcome, Sue. Thank you so much for coming to talk to me today about your pop dance business and how you are involved in dance. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to our chat. As you know, my podcast is all about how dance interacts with life. And your story is quite different from some of the other stories we've been doing, because normally I'm interviewing people who have um, been dancers all their life, or they've had dance put into their life in some way. Maybe they've gone on a course, maybe they've discovered classes, maybe they've just spent their time doing dances at home with YouTube. But you are different yet again, and I'd like you to sort of give us a little potted version of your history of how this has all come about. So if I can sort of take you back initially to childhood stroke teens, and just tell me what you did for hobbies and recreation. Oh, that does take me back, actually. Um, So I I did do a bit of horse riding. My mum was massively into horse riding. So in summer holidays, I used to hire a horse and go out um, riding in the forest, which was lovely. Did go to a disco dance class, I think, once when I was probably about seven. And I enjoyed it. I don't know why I didn't go back, but I didn't go back. So dance wasn't a, a big part of my life. Obviously, there were school discos. I always thought I was bit of a rubbish dancer all my friends were sort of found it easier than I did um, on the dance floor um, but I'd always loved you know growing up in the 80s um, and 90s you know 80s music was a real you know I loved it and that's what I, I loved but yeah I mean hobbies and stuff I suppose yeah listening to Duran Duran and Top of the Pops and all that kind of stuff back then when we only had four channels to choose from oh yeah <laughs> when we had no choice in life yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> oh yeah what did you decide to do sort of career wise yeah I pretty much knew what I wanted to do so my sister worked in a bank and my parents thought that was a very safe job mm-hmm. so I went to work in a bank um, so I started working for Midland Bank in Baker Street London with lots of other 16 year olds um, we had an area office as part of our our branch um, and it was really good, lovely social life, um, really enjoyed working there. Got to a point where I'm like, OK, what else do I want to do here at the bank? I don't aspire to be a bank manager. There wasn't any other roles that I was particularly wanting to do. Left and went and worked in market research and advertising. So it was a bit of a career change, yeah. but that most of my career. Yeah. And then I worked there for like seven and a half years, working for lots of different brands. Like we did Antiques Roadshow, part books. We used to do a lot of part books, you know, when you get the first part for 99p. Did a lot of wine and lager research, lots of different products. Again, got to the point where I was like, actually, I've done everything I want to do here. What, what do I do next? And I then went to work for Warner Brothers and worked on, Warner, on the Warner TV channel. Um, until they then decided to buy Boomerang and not take their own channel forward. So 
Yeah, so that was fun working at Warner Brothers. Uh, so Warner Brothers, I worked for the Warner Channel. So I did Channel, work yeah. for the legal side of uh-huh. it. Um, and then my boss was away a lot. So I used to go down to marketing and help them marketing. So that was the days of like friends and ER. So I was doing some work on that. And then I'd go down and answer the phones because I couldn't bear to be bored, you know, if my boss wasn't there. I actually ran the the Warner Brothers little video library, you know, VHS cassettes. Ah, um, yeah. They had a little staff library, so I used to run that. Yeah, and it was great. Again, working in London, I, you know, really loved the buzz of working in London. And that they were based in Wardour Street, right in the heart of, of Soho at that point. Um, and then I worked at Esther Lauder for about a week, temping. Uh-huh. That was fun. <clears throat> so I just did yeah. a bit of temping then. So I was offered a job in Enfield in North London for a marketing company. And I thought, well, should I take this job because it's not in London, you know, in central London, which I'd always worked in. Uh, But I did take the job and um, ended up meeting my husband Ah. of 20 years. So it was a good job I did take that job. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All this was building up to you running your own business. So why did you decide to go down the dance route with it? What's What sort of made you think this is a good business to do? Were there any reasons that you chose dance in particular? So basically, I had um, my two boys. I was 38 at the time. I was looking for ways to get active, the fun way, really. And I, you know, love the music from the 80s, 90s, noughties, wanted to you know, go to a dance class that would meet my needs, really. So had a look around, couldn't find anything that was offering that. So I was chatting to friends from school, you know, on the school run about the idea. And they were saying, oh, that'd be brilliant. We'd love to do that. So then I worked with a couple of dance teachers and, um, and they thought it was a brilliant idea. So we created Pop Dance, um, invited friends along to the class. And it was just really, really popular and everyone absolutely loved it. As time went on, it was only really supposed to be a, you know, a hobby, something I was still working in marketing, um, you know, was working pretty much full time. So I wasn't looking to start my own business. It was my husband, really, that said, you know, I think you've got really, you know, got something really good here and you could turn it into a business. Um, Which made me think about it and also having his like full support. We then had dance teachers approaching us to say, could they, you know, have a pop dance class where they were in their areas? Um, so we launched another four classes. I think they were in random places, sort of, you know, Manchester, you know, there was no strategic plan to the development of the business. It was just where people found us and approached us and said, Look, I'd, ru- I'd love to run it where I am. And that's sort of how it organically grew. That's interesting, isn't it? Because yeah. um, a lot of the big brands out there in, in the dance world have been very strategic about how they've been putting stuff out and what they're doing so to have something yeah. as organic as this is really interesting where are you now with pop dance yeah we are now in our 12th year so we started in 2009 um in the early days we did used to go to we started doing sort of like open days and we'd go and um hire a studio and invite people along take them through the classes you know we had, we had a lot of prerequisites put into place because we wanted to work with professional and experienced dance teachers. So we weren't there to teach people how to dance. We were there to give them the tools to run pop dance. If I wanted to teach pop dance, I'd have to go and do like an exercise to music or some sort of dance qualification before I could teach pop dance. Um, because we wanted to have that, 
that in place that if you went to a pop dance class you were getting a good class from an experienced and professional teacher so yeah so we had lots of open days and lots more people joined um, and then we were approached by a holiday park um, park resorts who wanted uh, to have pop dance on their timetable for their guests they very much wanted a family class as well something for children at that point I wasn't looking to introduce pop dance for kids I thought there was so much out there for kids that they wouldn't really be looking for something like pop dance but you know I was wrong actually because the parents that were coming to our pop dance classes were like you know my kids would absolutely love this some people wanted to dance with their kids you know if they've got teenagers they'd come along to class together so we created Pop Dance Kids and Pop Dance Family pretty much for Park Resort, but then rolled that out across to all our teachers to give them the uh, ability to bring that into their classes as well if they wanted to. And obviously with that came birthday parties. Uh, that was in 2010. And then in 2012, people wanted it for their toddlers. And I'm like, really? So we created, <laughs> I know, we created Pop Dance Top in 2012. And then we created some classes seniors classes we also did a lot of work with special needs and then people wanted corporate team building events wedding dances hen parties so anything to do with learning fun dance routines to pop music from the 80s right up to the current day your taylor swift and your bruno mars was what but with the dance schools and the dance teachers they loved the fact that they had something new to offer and then they would get new clients in and then their clients would then see the other things they're offering. You know, for instance, if they were doing ballet or tap, there was that crossover into them going, actually, I'd like to learn ballet as well. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, really good for the, the schools and the teachers, because obviously with my marketing background, we're very much all about helping them to market their own dance schools, as well as, you know, give them additional revenue with pop dance. Um, So working together, really, our team to grow stronger in their own businesses, as well as, you know, being a partner with us with pop dance. When you sort of sold pop dance to the teachers, obviously, you've sold it as an extra, a recreational extra. But what what were you saying to the teachers about the advantages of pop dance in, in terms of why should they offer that class rather than perhaps offering uh, a creative class which children can come in and just dance around to? What's, what were the advantages for the children or the parents? Many teachers were delivering lots of different classes. Many, many teachers were working for lots of different companies. So they'd go mm. and deliver a class, change their T-shirt, go to another class. But this was all done, all there for them. So all the access to all the choreographies. So instead of them having to choreograph everything themselves, they've got it there at the touch of a button. But some of our teachers love to choreograph. So we do invite our teachers to choreograph for the business and we pay them for it. So we've got a lot of different influences um, of choreography in our portfolio. I think they really love the support that there's other people out there telling other people about the classes that they are offering, whether that be pop dance or ballet or whatever they are teaching, that they they feel very much they're part of a team. You know, they've got a whole bank of teachers through us to access who they know have been vetted and are qualified and experienced. So very much being part of a team in terms of the benefits for the kids and the parents it is, you know, with mental health at the moment, it's dance is such a feel good uh, way of having time, having space just to be in that moment to not have to worry about schoolwork, especially at the moment, you know, what's going on at the moment. But 
to just have an hour where you're just thinking about the next dance moves that you're going to do or and especially you know with your body and mind so not taking it too seriously having fun with it and learning you know learning how to do a dance routine and the whole community aspect to it as well so meeting new people making new friends having a bond feeling of when you complete a dance routine after sort of four to five weeks and see in the mirror you and your your team of fellow participants that have accomplished you know this routine Mm. I'm not saying by any means I'm the next Kylie Minogue (laughs) but I felt like I was you know the classes have taken off really have been very based on community and very based on helping people to express themselves I suppose within these classes and what you said earlier that's that's one was one of your main motivators itself yeah Um, absolutely and to just to feel comfortable enough to dance in a room you know I mean I feel comfortable with following um a dance teacher with the you know following instructions whereas if you said to me I'll stand in that room and dance I'd go no please don't make Mm. me do that Mm. but if you've got somebody there that you're following or who's helping you to do it then you can that really does build your confidence yeah you know yeah. like I said the, you know the the feeling of accomplishment when you've finished let's get ready to rumble by Ant and Deck which is just hilarious doing that routine. <laughs> yeah you know through, through to a Halloween you know thriller routine you know great and little pieces of the iconic original dance routines within our own choreography so have you been you just touched on covid just now on the situation at the moment have you been um, offering classes online or have your teachers yeah now when covid first hit um there was obviously a lot of feelings um, i mean lots of lots of teachers were absolutely devastated you know and were thinking that you know that they'd lost their businesses overnight lots of our teachers are taking it online so we've got an essential online timetable where we promote all the online stuff that our teachers are offering whether it's pop dance or not to our customers that they can choose whatever kind of activity they want to do you know as long as we're supporting our dance teachers and dance schools customers have been absolutely resilient as well you know the people that were going to classes have been happy to go online and see their fellow participants even if it is through a little box on a tv screen they still feel like they're part of it Um, And parties as well. We've had people who've booked parties with us before, come back and book again for online. So I think as long as you can communicate what it is that you offer and the benefits of that too, then I think people are more open to, especially like I say, with what's going on at the moment. But Mm. I think even when can get back into the dance studios, the hybrid classes will continue. So when we did go back into the studio for a while, a lot of our teachers took their zoom customers in with them so they had what they called a hybrid class um i can really see the benefits of it it's great just to roll out of bed chuck on your your leggings and do a (laughs) a class before you start work you know I think we've just seen quite clearly that although you hadn't got um, the traditional background in dance, um, you know, i.e. you didn't start ballet lessons at three years old, dance has had a big influence on your life. And so you have been able to influence other people's lives. One thing that I feel we are, are looking at completely on the Growing Through Dance podcast, because we're yeah. looking at how dance interacts with life. And Some people have said, oh, well, I don't dance and therefore it doesn't interact with me. 
but it actually does interact an awful lot. There are lots of yeah. different ways. Okay. So thank you so much, Sue. That's been really, really interesting. And, You're welcome. Um, we look forward to speaking to you again some point in the future. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for having me. If you have enjoyed today's episode and have a story of your own to share, please leave me a message via Instagram at Growing Through Dance Pod. Subscribe on Apple or follow on all other platforms. Leave a five-star review on Apple. This really means such a lot to us. Tag me in your social media posts so we can spread the word. Thank you for listening to me, your host, Catherine Lucy. Mm-hmm.